This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Dear listeners, and welcome to episode number six of Let's Get Real on Film Geek Radio. I'm Andrew Johnson, and this is the show on Film Geek Radio where we talk with filmmakers, producers, actors, writers, and other people in the business about their work. We're doing something a little bit different today. My friend and Cinema Fix co-host Monica Castillo had the opportunity to interview Harmony Corinne, the director of the new film Spring Breakers, while she was covering South by Southwest a few weeks ago. So I'll be playing that interview for you in just a moment. Spring Breakers stars Selena Gomez, Ashley Benson, Vanessa Hudgens, and Rachel Corin as a group of college girls who rob a restaurant so they can afford the best spring break ever. They head down to Florida and spend the entire time partying, but eventually wind up meeting a rapper and drug dealer named Alien, played by James Franco, who gradually recruits them into a life of crime. It was directed by Harmony Corrine, who is known for his unique and often surreal style of filmmaking. His previous films include Gummo, Mr. Lonely, and Trash Humpers. And uh, I'll go ahead and play Monica's interview with him about Spring Breakers in just a moment. But first, here's a clip from the movie. Who are you? My name's Aileen. My real name's Al, but truth be told, I ain't from this planet, y'all. Alien? Lake Almond. Why are you here? I saw y'all in there. They like nice people. Thought maybe I'd bail you out. Why? Why not? Come on, y'all. Why you act suspicious? Get in. Where are we going? Go wherever you all want. Cotty. Got the right idea? Come on. I'll be your chauffeur. You all can play Beyonce. Well, it was the first time I'd seen it with, in America. Oh, yeah? With an, Amer- with an American, American audience. American audience, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And was the response what you expected? Yeah, it was great because, like, you know, culturally, they I mean, there were things that they, un- like, that it was nice to hear people kind of, like, uh, you know, get, kind of understand some of, like, the, the references in the film. Spring break. Yeah, or just, like, you know, the little things, like, you know, to see, like, a DTF patch on the back and know what that means is, like, you know. Yeah. It's, it's good. <laughs> well, speaking about that, um, Spring Break, what about the phenomenon? Like, yeah. attracted you to write about it? Um, you know, I don't know. It started out, I just was, like, collecting pictures, imagery of Spring Break stuff for, like, a year or two before that. Just pictures of, like, debauchery on the beach, <laughs> kids going crazy, uh, you know, sex on the beach, violence on the beach, tearing things down. I was using it for, like, artwork, and then I started looking at it all together, and I was like, it's an interesting backdrop, and it was this kind of, like, hyper-sexualized, hyper-violent kind of subject matter, but there were all these kind of more, like, adolescent, more childlike kind of details that surrounded it, Mm -hmm. you know, know, that that surrounded the subject, all the kind of, from the nail polish and the bathing suits and the Hello Kitty bags and the book bags. It was just more, so there was these kind of two things at work that I found interesting. And then I thought it was also a kind of a nice metaphor for what happens after they leave spring break and go into Aliens' world. Yeah. Who turned you on into My Little Pony? 
<laughs> I think my sister growing up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny because it yeah. also helped add to that whole, sure, yeah. that these are kids. Yeah, exactly. To see that through. And if all the beaches that Florida has to offer, yeah. you chose one of my hometowns, Tampa, St. Pete. Wow. Um, what was the location decision? And... What was it like filming there? I, you know, I looked everywhere and in Florida, and there were a lot of places I, I liked and stuff. But that one just seemed to be kind of it was it wasn't too big and mm-hmm. it wasn't too small, and it had, seemed like it still hadn't been. There were a lot of locations that were unique, and it was contained is what I liked. I could wrap my head around it. Like Miami, I'm sure I could find great places. Look, but it was so big, it was hard for me to like, mm. you know, to wrap my head around it. St. Pete was more. Uh, I don't know. It was it was more specific or something like an old Florida. It was something that yeah. was like less touristy. I was trying to go for something that, you know, seemed less kind of uh, like less redone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, it had it had character. I just like the lights. I like yeah. the way the lights, the buildings looked. I like the proximity to the water. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like the right world for me. Well, speaking of lights, your use of lighting blew my mind. Yeah. Um, it's stunning, literally from the first shot out. It's Thank you. very saturated in yeah. views and things like that. How do you achieve that effect? A lot of it's just you know with the cinematographer Benoit to be. We started to like you know look at those images and things in the beginning and start to you know I wanted the movie to be really very much dealing with the, c- the culture of surfaces and the way things look and the textures and the lights and things. I felt like that was a, as much character as as any of the you know what any of the actors play. And so yeah, we just started to we started to come up with a, a kind of look and aesthetic for the film, I, you know. And then at some point we said, let's make the film look like it was lit with just ca- using candies, like <laughs> let's use like Skittles and Starburst, yeah, as re- as lighting references, and that's kind of what we went with. That's re- it was really creative. <laughs> I, I'm so impressed. Thank you. Um, especially with the blacklight uh, yeah. sequences. How did you achieve that? That was like took a lot of time. I mean, the, all the, <laughs> the the houses that were pre-lit and blacklight neons and like a lot of those too. Where we put them on lighting would change and we would do these things. We would set the lights on timers so within the scene, the lights would would be changing almost like a club or something. Mm. And, and yeah, that was just spending days pre-lighting. Uh, it was like big task yeah and with the editing as well you don't tell the story particularly linearly yeah. you have to pay attention to the yeah. intercuts and things Definitely. like that was that something you did in pre-production on your script you had it like insert cut here or yeah. was it just something in post you decided to you know no, I mess knew, around I, I knew I wanted to make a film like that and I'd been trying to develop that style for a while or trying to develop you know that way of storytelling filmmaking was something I've been trying to get to for a long time this idea of, of micro scenes and almost movies as a kind of more physical experience, almost a more kind of drug or trance-like experience, rather than something that's just based in some type of a simple narrative. I was trying to wanted it to be more like lulling and kind of work on you in a way that's closer to almost like to some type of electronic music or loop-based music, um, and so it became from the beginning and in the editing and everything and the way it was conceived it was about an energy trying to capture like an energy and and this almost liquid narrative mm-hmm. and with that as well the music yeah did did you pick that's Britney Spears song for yeah. Franco to yeah it's funny because yeah a lot of times it, do, it doesn't work when you write I, I find at least when you you have a song you're something specific that you write into a script and 
you shoot it, and by the time you're when once you're cutting, sometimes just the movie changes and it doesn't work like you thought it would. But this is one that worked exactly as I had hoped. I'd been following. I'd been hold. I'd been holding on to the idea of that sequence for a long time oh. to do that in a movie in some way, and then this was seemed like the perfect opportunity. It was, it was really good, um, and part of that is also because Franco is such a great performer. Yeah, and he chews up that role. He really does. Yeah. Um, how did you get him on board with this? Uh, we've been talking about making a movie together for a couple of years, and then I just never had the right part. And then I was thinking of this movie. I thought of that character. I was like, well, you know, who they? I wanted these girls to meet something, a criminal element there. You know, I wanted to meet like a. I wanted to meet like this kind, uh, some type of like super thug there, yeah. and I was like, "Well, what would he be like? How would he die?" And I just kind of started to come up with this character, um, Alien, and I I just started to write descriptions of him and, and sequences and scenes, and then before I wrote the script, I sent it to Franco and asked if he would be interested in playing this type of character, and he immediately said, "Yeah." So it was pretty early on. It was the first thing actually. It's actually what precipitated me. Deciding to write the script was was him agreeing to play Alien. And how about Selena Gomez? Because that's what yeah. a lot of the publicity about is. Oh my gosh, you know yeah. she's shedding the Disney image. Right. How you pitch that to her? Um, it was you know I didn't even do a pitch. It, honestly, it was I just the, I was talking to casting person and and she, they were like, who would you like to play? You know, we we're talking about who would you want to play the part. And I said, well, yeah. I was like, wow, it would be a real dream to get like Selena in the film. And I think it was like a day or two later, I just got an email. It's like she was going to come down to Nashville and audition for you in your living room. And I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. And that's what happened. And then she was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the rating of the cut that we saw yesterday? It's an R. It's an R? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, did you have to cut back a lot of the sequences? You mean to get an R rating? To get an R rating. I mean, I, you know, I knew this movie was never going to be... I, was ne- I could never never wanted it to be an NC-17 yeah so you know I think we took it to the point where you know there really isn't anything else I would you know there really isn't anything else like I feel like it you know grab you know it needs I mean I don't feel you know I guess some people have said that yeah I don't know you know it's just it just felt like that's the right line to walk yeah you know um, there's a lot of humor in the yeah. script for all its darkness and criminal yeah. Yeah. Uh, element. How did you incorporate? Because it's pretty free flowing, and some of it's also ironic. Yeah. Um, and the audience would just kind of giggle nervously. Um, how do you work that into a story like this? I don't know. It's a feeling, you know. I wanted it. I wanted it to be. You know, you want it. You want people to be able to la- like. I, I loved hearing people laughing through the whole film because it's meant to be. You know, the, his, that character and even the girls and what they say. It's meant to be this idea. That, you know, the, as, uh, this thing where emotions shift on a dime, on a you know, in a, in a split instant. And so you, you know, I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted you to be able to go from something that was really, really funny, and really kind of over the top. You know, and then go, and then have it shift into something that was like hyper violent or hyper, uh, you know, um, menacing, and sometimes both things within the same breath. That was kind of what I was trying to go for. How did you sort of hold on to control during those out of control sequences? Because there are quite a few. Yeah. Between the hyper violent and yeah. the um, scenes on the beach. Yeah, it was hard. You know, it's t- it's tough. It's just like yeah, because you're filming chaos. Yeah. 
So you have to, you know, if there's, ca- you if there's chaos, if there's chaos all around you, it's it, it's hard. how do you not get swept up in it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a challenge. I don't honestly, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of happened. It's just how you just, I don't know, you just like make it happen. You like will it to happen. How long was the shoot? It wasn't long. It was like five weeks. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's not long at all. Um, what was it like to work with Rachel? Rachel's great. I mean, she's one of my favorite actresses, and she's like. You know, because I'm married to her, but it's it's nice because she's very bold, and obviously, like I I know you know she could go to you know she could go to you know emotionally she can go to dark places very quickly, or she can go to light places very you know she mm-hmm. she's like she's not scared of anything, and so it was it was great to watch her with the other girls, yeah, and to kind of you know. There's never a challenge or anything. No. No, yeah, yeah. no it's great. Question oh, yeah, authority. challenge, like, oh, yeah, you mean between her and I? Well, I try when we're filming the movie, we're shooting the film, to make it... She probably has a tougher time than I do, because she also has to, you know, if we're around each other, she has to listen to all my director crap. Yeah. But, um, you know, I try to, like, give her as much space as possible. Yeah, I mean, the performances were just all, all good. Um, you also love to use repeating themes. It's insanely quotable. Right. And, of course, Twitter took to it yesterday. Right. Spring break, spring break. Right. Can you talk a little bit about just looping, again, yeah. that sort of repeating, repeating, Because I, want, I wanted that there's a lot of, there, there's th- there are certain lines and things that repeat, and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about the film in some ways, like, a, in ter- like a, some type of a, a pop song. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make a kind of, the, the, I wanted the film to have these kind of hooks or these courses, these things that would repeat and get stuck in your ear yeah. and become almost like these kind of strange mantras that happen. Um, and so, yeah, that was it. It was just became something It started to develop. I started to like the idea of it becoming like, like almost like a, uh, like a hook. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, because uh, you do have those heavy themes of hyperviolence and right. hypersexuality, um, but it's not necessarily condemning it mm-hmm. or condoning it. Mm-hmm. It's just mostly what... It exists or what it's right. glorified in media and movies right. and that sort of thing. Right. Is that sort of your decision just to kind of push, I don't know, like uh, reflect it back? Sure. More so than, you know, having a criticism or yeah. a commentary on it. Yeah, because it's like life. It's like all that. There, there, it's like, it's like it, nothing's ever that easy. Nothing's ever that, nothing is really ever one way until you make it one way. You know what I mean? Like, Rarely are people all bad or all good. And so it's more kind of enjoyable for me to make films that are in some ways, um, you could say, are like morally abstract Mm. or um, graphically ambiguous. Things that are kind of leave a margin of the undefined. Because I like making films that, that force people to kind of dream up their own scenarios past the film or to work on I like movies to also work on a viewer in a way that's more post-articulation and veering into something that's closer to a type of physical experience or some type of an emotional experience I don't always need I don't always really want you to be able to make sense of it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because sometimes there is no sense to things do you know what I mean oh yeah so it's kind of you, I, I want the film to reflect that, and you want the audience to kind of walk away with whatever meaning. Yeah, and also it doesn't—they don't have to walk away and get it right, you know, and feel like they've like, you know, that it's one that they—it's something that they need to get, or it's mm-hmm. something that they need to uh, 
qualify themselves for or something. It's more like what I'm trying to do is just like, you know, help you to have this experience to trip out. Yeah. Just plug in and trip out. Yeah. Um, are you looking to do more sort of pop exploitation? Um, I don't know. You know, again, I don't really know what I'm going to do next. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, making this movie, watching this film last night, it was like fun for me. It was like, it felt like a lot of the ideas I've been working on for a long time kind of came together in this one. So I don't know. We'll see. What would you say is your favorite sequence? Probably the Britney Spears sequence on, yeah. on the piano. It was probably my, and the I love the robbery sequence in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, are probably my two favorites. Now, um, kind of what we were talking a little bit more before, there are going to be a lot of newcomers to yeah. your work yeah. with, you know, either being friends of Franco, sure. friends of yeah. Selena Gomez. Yeah. What do you hope that they kind of walk away with or do you want them to see the yeah. <laughs> other films? Well, I mean, I hope they're, I, I mean, I, first and foremost, I hope they're just, they have a, they have a great time, you know, I, I hope they enjoy themselves. I, I hope they, you know, um, are like, are, are moved by it in some way are entertained by it um, and just kind of like uh, let themselves experience it and uh, kind of uh, yeah I don't know I just want yeah you just want people you just want them to love it yeah and now last question would you say was the hardest challenge for you to get on film I mean Scenes. specific yeah, yeah. Anything that was like done out in the open that was really graphic, like anything that any of the scenes that were really kind of the more extreme stuff that we were shooting on location out in the open, I was nervous about just because beach scenes. And also, there's so many people around, and I, you know, you start to get nervous about like people, you know, camera people in in trees and on boats and with lenses and like so, you know, it was it wasn't really for me making the film. It wasn't really a you know comfortable in that way I never let yeah. me you know because you're always be, you know it, it was always uh, it was like, pretty intense because just there's so much kind of fanaticism that follows that okay yeah glad, glad you pulled it off thank you thank you <laughs> appreciate it all right that was Monica Castillo interviewing Harmony Corinne about the new film Spring Breakers which is currently playing in theaters be sure to check out episode number 42 of the show Cinema Fix on Film Geek Radio to hear Monica and I spend around an hour analyzing the film and discussing what we thought of it as always you can contact the show by emailing let's get real at filmgeekradio.com you can also comment on the website at www.filmgeekradio.com and go there to find show notes for each episode Don't forget, if you like the show, you can subscribe through iTunes. We'd really appreciate it if you write us a review. That helps us get the word out about the show. Be sure to check out other great programs on Film Geek Radio, including Cinema Fix and The Thin Place. As always, I'm Andrew Johnson, and you can follow me on Twitter at WriterAndrew. If you follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. All right, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time on Let's Get Real. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!